Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cinemix. I am Reiner Dwalio. This is my very good friend, Augustus Glick. Aloha. And today, we are going to be discussing the movie Being John Malkovich. So, Gus, what are your first thoughts on this movie? Well, this is actually the first time I've seen it, which is surprising. I feel like I've started it a couple times, and I never finished it, and I really enjoyed it. It was definitely not what I was thinking, but I thought it was really, it was really like a mind-bend movie. Are you familiar with any of uh, Charlie Kaufman's other films? A little bit, um, but like not off memory. Okay, so for those listening... This movie is considered by many to be Charlie Kaufman's best work, and he is a scriptwriter, and he's very famous for writing very strange and very surreal movies such as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, or personally, one of my favorite movies, Adaptation. And this is probably considered to be his best work, though. He won a lot of awards for this, mm-hmm. and it's really good. So, Gus, give our listeners a summary of what the movie's about. Here's a summary. So we have John Cusack playing Craig Schwartz, who is a puppeteer, and he gets this new job, and it's this weird building. It's half a floor, and he's filing, and he finds this little door, and if you go into the door, you become, you you are flown into the perspective of John Malkovich, and you can become John Malkovich, and that's why it's called Being John Malkovich. And then it goes a little bit awry as they try and create a business out of it, and then there's this whole conflict between John Malkovich and John Cusack going into John Malkovich and controlling him because he's a puppeteer. He knows how to do it very well. And then John Cusack's wife, who falls in love with John Cusack's co-worker, co-worker but like it's, also it, it's, it's Catherine Keener. So Catherine Keener plays that part and it's she's very evil she's very self-motivated it's all all, she's like a femme fatale or something yeah if it doesn't if it doesn't help her personally she's not into it she doesn't really care as long as she's getting what she wants out of it um and so it's an entire i guess it's just an entire like conflict of interest movie after the after the mind-blowing like why are we in john malkovich's house also, for those of you guys who do not know who John Malkovich is, he's you need a fairly to go to famous school. actor. <laughs> yeah. Come on, do some research. <laughs> well, John Malkovich started Steppenwolf, so if you are an actor, you should know about John Malkovich. Absolutely. But this movie's also um, got a lot of themes within it and kind of what we love about people. True. And how, if they're lacking that sort of thing, we don't love them. For example, Catherine Keener's character, the one you brought up, the evil kind of antagonist Maxine I mean already in that way it's it's like a malignant name yeah I mean I'm not one to talk my name is Reiner but still so she's in love with Craig Schwartz's wife but only when she's in the body of John Malkovich right so there's a lot of things that you can analyze within this film and that's true with a lot of Charlie Kaufman's films he experimented with a very similar premise uh what we love about people with another one of his films, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is actually on Netflix and is I was surprised. No, yeah, I was surprised not only being John Malkovich, but also uh, Eternal Sunshine, like both of those being on Netflix is kind of surprising. Yeah, because they're both really strange movies and not a lot of people, I guess not a lot of just ordinary people who aren't 
into films know them, you know? Right. But so what didn't you like about this film though, Gus? Um, there were a couple parts that was, I felt were kind of unnecessary. Um, I mean, there is going to be some spoilers here, but there is this group of people who, I don't know what, what the, what they're coined as, but they jump through and through perspectives to continue life. So they never die. Um, and I think that aspect really confused me. What about I, you? I agree with you totally on that. First off, it's a little confusing because it's really never explained. Right. In, in any, it's explained a little bit, but not. I mean, he's like a really weird character, detail. and then like all of a sudden, he's like John Malkovich, and like that's the end. Basically, and then and it's like, kind of implied that John Mal, uh, that uh, Maxine's daughter is going to be the next person they try and possess or something. Right. Like that. Right. 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 And also, it just feels kind of, I don't want to say needless, but a little bit needless. Yeah. You know, yes. we've already got one faction. Absolutely, I mean, fighting the... for John Malkovich. Why do we need another? Exactly. Yeah. I think I think there's good. There's very good like specifications though, and I think this does have to do with the writing. What, what um, do you mean by that? I'm a little confused by that like, statement. Like floor seven and a half, or the fact that he's a puppeteer, or um her being saved by like her weird monkey friend elijah like yeah. weird little things like that that you come back to and you're like oh i thought okay the boss mm-hmm. at the place when they were like talking in the beginning wait the... uh refresh me which okay which so team? he goes in and it's his first like job interview that's not being a puppeteer okay and he goes into the waiting room it's john kuzak and he goes into the waiting room and the receptionist is like, what? Oh, what are you she saying? Keeps, and she like, can't understand him. She keeps mishearing people. It's it's kind of funny. The receptionist... Uh, it is, it's knows, ironic, yeah. She doesn't understand what anybody's saying. She always thinks that they're saying something slightly different. Right. But that's, um, again, that's really common with a lot of Charlie Kaufman's yeah, films. Yeah, And then The one that in- exhibits it the most is probably Synecdoche, New York. And that film is super strange. It's a very weird movie. It's great. But it's literally. just full of little inconsistencies and things that make no sense and are slightly out of place to our real world. Right. And the whole movie is about that, essentially. So mm-hmm. it's pretty common with all his films. You know the what one I that... did think about? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's when, – when John Cusack first goes into this portal, mm-hmm. he's carrying this, like, two-by-four. And that, he, that appears in the very end. When he comes out of John Malkovich for the last time. Yeah. Did you understand that? Because he had to have come out in between. Um, like, was he taking well, that every time? Like, what? Uh, I think it's, uh, you know what it probably is? It's probably supposed to mean he's never going back into John Malkovich, you know? Could be. Yeah. That he didn't He didn't leave any trace of himself He made a settlement and then he was out. Yeah. I mean, that that's what I'd imagine. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find something online about the various themes within this movie. Because there's a lot to, uh, to unpack. Yeah, definitely. But would would you recommend this movie to everybody? Absolutely. I did want to really? mention one part. Yeah, yeah, Um Actually, let me get back to that right after I say this because I'm going to forget. Okay. I thought the beginning, like the intro of the dancing doll was gorgeous. It is, absolutely. I thought that was so interesting the way they did it. I mean, there's a, there's a part later in the show um, 
when John Malkovich becomes the puppeteer, it's really not John Malkovich, but um, it's actually Craig Schwartz inhabiting John Malkovich's body. Right. And you can see clearly that the puppet is a guy in very like plasticky costume to look like he's supposed to be a puppet that's dancing. Um, but like that beginning scene is really interesting. If you haven't seen that, um, go ahead and, and look at that first scene. But now, now that you say that, and now that you kind of ask about that, would I recommend this to everyone? No, this movie's too weird for everybody. I would not recommend this to everyone, but like people who I know would appreciate it, absolutely. If this, um, if you are into just you know simple marvel movies or just action movies you're, you're not gonna like this right right <laughs> this is a weird film it is not like Endgame. <laughs> if, if as long as you can accept its weirdness you'll like it and that's true with a lot of his films the only one i guess the i don't want to say the most normal but frankly the most normal out of his films that doesn't you know challenge you to accept very weird things about reality even though it does to some extent would have to be eternal sunshine sunshine of a spotless mind but that's mainly because most of that film doesn't take place in reality. It takes place within people's minds. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's a wacky guy. So, if you're looking into for a gateway film into Charlie Kaufman's mind, it's not this one. I'm sorry. I, I'd love to recommend it for that, but I can't recommend it to everybody because people are just gonna be like, "What the heck is this? This is weird. I don't like this guy. Right. I'm never watching his movies again." I mean, I I can totally see people seeing this and then being like, I don't understand it. It's a bad movie kind of thing. And it's really not. It's a great movie, but it's just, uh, it challenges you to accept a lot of things. And unless you have a liberal mind for that sort of stuff, you're just not going to get as much enjoyment out of it. I thought it was funny when he goes into his own mind and everyone is Malkovich and they're all like, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. It is a great scene. It's so, at, at it's one so point, funny. Uh, John Malkovich enters the portal and has a strange hallucination where everybody in this restaurant is John Malkovich. It's actually a hilarious scene. So yeah. Gus, one to 10, one being awful movie, never see it. It's terrible. It's basically Plan 9 from Outer Space. And 10 being it's an ex-Citizen Kane. What would you recommend this? Or what would you, excuse me, what would you rate this and I recommend? Um, it's got to be in the eights for me. I'd say probably 8.6 is a good. Really? Yeah. I I really liked it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of. I mean, I, I'm rating it lower. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm a saver kind of guy. I got to save those nines and those tens. <laughs> well, it's closer to a nine. It's, it's... I'm, I'm a bit more uh, generous with my scores <laughs> than you are, so. I'm going to have to give this movie a nine because it's great and you should see it. I can agree with a nine. You can. I can agree with a nine. But we are more curious as to what you guys thought of this movie and what you guys want us to review next. So yeah. please DM us on one of our Instagrams or comment on one of our many YOLO suggestions that we put up every week. I'm sorry, but we do not know who this was suggested by. So if you do that, please put your name or something. So, you know, we can give you a shout out in our next podcast. But until then, this has been Cinemix and goodbye. Goodbye.